guys, we're in here, Eye to Eye Sports, back at room 1512 Emerson College. We got another dorm room sports talk for you. It's going to be a good one. I'm Johnny, and I'm going to take it over quickly to our host, Tristan. Tristan, what do you got on the board for us tonight? All right, welcome back, everybody. Well, the Fall Classic is underway. Game one of the World Series happened last night. Dodgers took game one. We'll be talking about that a little bit. NFL, um, not really that much happening, but... Uh, Martavis Bryant making some noise for the Steelers. To the NBA, uh, the Grizz are off to a good start, and Blake Griffin and the Clippers are also off to a great start. Griffin uh, playing very well to start. So let's start with the World Series. Guys, Kershaw was dominant um, in Game 1. Will the Dodgers pitching uh, take them to the promised land, be able to beat the Houston Astros in this series? Well, I, I, um, I've had this belief the whole time. I believe whoever came out of the AL was going to win the World Series. I thought it would be the Yankees cause, just because they had the momentum, but the Astros proved me wrong, shut them down in those last two games. Never count Houston out. Never count Houston out. And that last game, Houston didn't look bad, but they certainly didn't look good. It looked like the Dodgers for sure had the edge there. Um, I got some statistics for you. Since 06, only one team has finished the League Championship Series second and lost the World Series that team being the Tampa Bay Rays in 08. However, having said that, now that game's won over and um, the Dodgers won that, only one team since 09 has won game one and lost the series. Um, so really, it's going to be a tough one. I'm a big stats guy. I have a feeling Houston's going to win, but I wouldn't be surprised at all with the Dodgers winning, especially the way that they looked last night. Galen, what do you think? Yeah, I feel the same way, Tim. I feel like, especially with the way game one when last night I think it's definitely going to be all about pitching and Clayton Kershaw I gotta tell you he certainly looks sharp not only in game one of the World Series but um throughout most of the postseason I feel like he's now really gotten into a groove prior in um seasons prior postseason prior I should say and now that um he's figured it out I feel like um he's definitely a force to be reckoned with and not only Kershaw but the Dodgers as well I feel like now that they've learned from their mistakes of going up to the uh or of only making uh, NLCS, I think now they have what it takes to win it all. But I still wouldn't count Houston out because they got Justin Verlander going on the mound right now, and uh, so far he's been wheeling and dealing with a couple strikes out strikeouts. I feel like it's um, four or five, but um, yeah, I, def- I definitely feel like it's going to go down to the wire with these two teams. Yeah, like you said, Verlander's going tonight. That's a big advantage for Houston. Mm-hmm. Rich Hill has been no slouch either, but Verlander is Milton kind native. Yeah, Milton native. Uh, we're all from uh, the area, so we know about that. No, we're not. All right, all right. You know what I mean. <laughs> but um, me and Tim. That's about yeah. It. That's what I meant. But um, yeah, Verlander. Someone said he's he's kind of like a a once once in a generation type of pitcher. He's really dominant. Um, he has history of doing incredibly well in the postseason. And again, so far it looks like he's doing all right. So if only it was Verlander Kershaw last night. If only. That would have been a duel. Keuchel's not bad either. You know, Keuchel's, oh, no. he's probably the ace on that team. But still, um, you know, Houston starting pitching is very good. Um, so, again, don't uh, count them out. I mean, look, going forward, the Dodgers have got to feel good about themselves. Their ace was their ace last night. Clayton Kershaw was dominant. And they've just got better pitching than the Astros. I would expect Verlander to be dominant tonight. Bullpen-wise, no question about it. They've, I would expect Verlander to be dominant tonight. But looking forward, the Dodgers still have – um, which we call it Alex Wood, and they've got a lot of good pitchers out of the bullpen, McCarthy, Kenley Jansen. You look at the Astros, they've got Brad Peacock. I would not 
be feeling good if I'm an Astros fan already down one game. When, when your last name's no, Peacock, you stink. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's, it's just a problem. Fact I mean, but even point. I mean, apart even, from Ken Giles, it's basically their bullpen. It's even shaky. Ken Giles, he's he's not been too reliable. Chris he's letting Davinsky, people on base. They're overworking him. He's not used to going in a six out save. Chris Davinsky was an All Star this year. He's been awful for the Astros in the playoffs. He did pitch a scoreless ninth last, uh, scoreless eighth last night, but. The Dodgers should be feeling good about themselves, up one nothing, and playing well so far in Game Two. So yeah. I, wa- I wanted to talk about the um, the two three two format, um, and does that favor a team like the Astros, who are the away team, but they have Verlander on the mound tonight, and if he can get the win, they go three straight at home, and they've they're undefeated in home in the postseason. So does that take away home field advantage? For I, the Dodgers? I wouldn't say it takes away home field advantage. I'm just going to go back to the ALCS this year. The Astros won their first two games at home, lost three in New York. And again, to people like me and people who uh, who value momentum in baseball, it looked like the Yankees had it wrapped up. They just need to steal one game on the road. It's very possible that, again, like you said, Houston wins tonight and then they're able to win three at home. And then just like that, the series is wrapped up. Um, I don't know why baseball has chosen to keep it like this rather than to switch to the 2-2-1-1-1 like the other sports. But um, I don't know. It's just how it is, and the Dodgers are going to have to deal with it. To me, I feel like um, if they get back to Houston and if they take game two tonight, I feel like, um, yeah, maybe Houston's been dominant at home most of the postseason. They definitely have been undefeated down in Texas. But um, I feel like with the Dodgers, particularly with their postseason road record, as it stands, I believe they are at four and one, so definitely don't count the Dodgers out. As far as the two-three-two format goes, I mean, I think it's laughable. I understand about travel and whatnot, but why should a team that is not supposed to have home field advantage in a series be able to go up three-two? That doesn't make sense to me. I, I wouldn't put too much into the Astros' record at home. That was against the Red Sox and the Yankees, good teams but nowhere near the Dodgers. The Dodgers will be fine on the road. If, if you want to alter it and change it from different sports, maybe you can go 2-3-2-1. Uh, J- just a quick update here on what? a dorm room sports what? talk. That doesn't add up, <laughs> That's Johnny. eight games, Johnny. Yeah, I don't know what Johnny's talking <laughs> about, Johnny, but we Johnny. got a quick update. The two, Astros three, go up one nothing in game two of the World Series. Thanks to a single by, third. Thanks to a single yeah. by Alex Brigman. Yeah. yeah, that that's why we don't do math. Um, yeah, this is, we don't Emerson. do math here at Emerson. All right, folks. guys. Any uh, further comments on the World Series? Anything else you want to get in? Just like one quick comment on what Tyler just said. You know, uh, it was quote of the day a couple of days ago. Uh, one of Keuchel, uh what he said. Um, these really are by far, in my opinion, the two best teams in the league. So home field advantage. It honestly could end up being the difference in the series. Um, so the two three two that you know again you could get lucky one game at home and um, excuse me on someone else's home turf and then steal a game and then bang you're good to go. So really I think that I think it's a big uh, a big advantage for the Dodgers to have home field advantage yeah. here. Definitely got the best two teams. This is the first time in forty plus years that two hundred win teams are in the Fall Classic. That's right. Something noteworthy: Adrian Gonzalez said to be on vacation for the whole series, and today he showed up in Los Angeles in a Dodger uniform. He's back. All right, all right. <laughs> All right, guys, moving on to the NFL. Uh, Trouble in paradise for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, Martavius Bryant is requesting a trade, doesn't want to be there. He's been put behind the man, Team Juju, who had the be- arguably the best celebration of the season. 
last week. Guys, what did the Steelers do about Martavius Bryant in his trade request? Um, I think you go ahead and do it. Uh, this is week eight. It's the trade deadline. He's definitely an extremely talented wide receiver physically. Uh, you know, he matches up well with Julio Jones, obviously not as big, but he's fast. Uh, he's a good route runner. He's strong. But anytime you have a guy that goes out of his way on social media to reply to a no name named Team Voto, not even <laughs> anybody relevant to say, Juju is nowhere near better than me, fool. All they need to do is give me what I want and y'all can have Juju and whoever else. Um, clearly that is not only voice displeasure, but he's frustrated to take it to social media. I think, um, that's irresponsible on his part. Uh, I think, he, and the Steelers obviously have had trouble with this in the past. Last year with Antonio Brown's live stream of the locker room, um, I think they need a big revamp on on management. I think Tomlin needs to get better control of his players. Uh, Bryant was just quoted as saying, um, "If they don't try to include me more and continue to do the same thing, then I want out. Period. I just want to be happy." Uh, so I I don't I think there's high chance that we won't see Martavis Bryant in a Steelers uniform. Well, there's a reason he wants out. It's because he's not as good as Antonio Brown. He's not as good as Le'Veon Bell. It's obvious. I think they should grant him this wish because I I do think he's a big time player. But I mean, he's acting like there's a reason he doesn't or, or there's no reason he shouldn't get the ball. But there is a reason he shouldn't get the ball. You have two guys that deserve the ball more than he deserves it. It's obvious. I mean, the guy's a huge talent. He's probably, I would argue, the best number two wide receiver in the league. Maybe I think you could put Crabtree above him. But when he's on his game, he's the best number two, I think, in the league. I would just add, if you're the Steelers, why hold on to Martavis Bryant? He had two targets last week, one catch for three yards. They've already said he's not going to play next week. Why are you going to hold on to a guy that you're not going to use? The reason is because in 2015, in 11 games, he had 765 yards. This is a guy capable of being a 1,000-yard receiver, and they don't want to give up a top talent for nothing. Yeah, and I think a ton of receiver-needy teams uh, would be lucky to have a guy of, of his talent. So, yeah, I agree with Tyler, and I think a deal will be done uh, sooner rather than later. So I, I heard uh, Mike Tomlin, he was um – pretty invested in Martavius Bryant said he didn't he didn't want to trade him um do you think that because of Martavius Bryant being out for a little bit they're just holding him out trying to ease him back into the action or is Juju actually playing better well I think if you look at the numbers Juju is playing better (laughs) um honestly I think I'd take from my from a physical perspective he is insanely gifted insanely gifted athlete I think any team would be lucky to have him, but I think he just needs the right coaching. Yeah, tune in next week. Hallman's going to have Juju Smith-Schuster <laughs> at the MVP. <laughs> yep, yep. <laughs> you already know it. Um, I mean, you got to give it to man. the guy. Come on. Juju's been performing very well. Um, and He's not better than Brian. I'm looking... No, no, okay. If you add in all the outside variables of Martavis Bryant becoming more of a description than a... a, discrap- a discrap- distraction. <laughs> Sorry. Um, more than... A, like we said last week... One catch, three yards. Um, he's not producing as much as we had hoped he would in the beginning of the season. I think a lot of people took him in their fantasy drafts. I think they expected a big year out of him. I, I got the hell rid of him. I knew he was going to be trash. Are the Steelers putting him in a situation to perform? If you're not going to play the guy next week and you're only going to target a talented receiver twice, is it really his fault? I mean, the Steelers have to put him in a position to succeed. The guy can clearly play. I mean, there's no doubt he can play, but uh, there's obviously some internal issues going on. Um, maybe it's with Big Ben. You know, Big Ben has been 
I would say weird this season and just <laughs> off his inconsistent, game. Inconsistent. Inconsistent, saying, I don't know if I have it anymore. Throws, has a great game after that, says, oh, maybe this old co- cowboy still got it. Like, I just, I feel very uncertain about the Steelers. They're a good team. They have talent. Um, but I think they should take this opportunity and get rid of Martavis Bryant because this team has a whole lot of distractions. You know, the Steelers, um, I'm a big Pat, Pats guy. You know, the Steelers are like the Pats in that no matter what, you can pretty much count on a winning season for them. Agreed. I, I would just say the Steelers should try and make Martavis Bryant work. This is It's hard to find a top-two receiver in the draft or on the open market, and I think pairing Bryant with Antonio Brown is a good thing for the Steelers in the long run. Yeah, I mean – how about that catch the guy had when he put it through in his Cincinnati? He, yeah. he like figure eight the ball around his legs. I mean, the guy's a pure talent. The guy single handedly won them a playoff. Game. Yeah, yeah, no doubt, no doubt. He's big time. Uh, bring him to Pat's Nation. We'll take. Yeah, him. we we'll we'll take anyone. Him. We need a big physical receiver. <laughs> Hell yeah, we'll take. I want to go back to the comment that he's the best number two receiver in the league. I'm just going to list off some okay. other uh, number whoa, two hey, receivers. Hey, hey, I'm going to put <laughs> Randall Cobb, Devontae Adams, Muhammad Sanu, Deshaun Jackson, Devontae Parker, Brandon Marshall at the beginning of the season. Brandon Marshall in the How longer, about, though. But, yeah, but give me when, when, Brian, when Brian's at his best. He's better than most of those guys. I think Crabtree's better, though. Are we saying Amari Cooper's a number one receiver? Well, he one, is on one the depth chart. One good game, and now he's a number I mean, one he's, receiver. He's on the depth chart, he's a number one. I thought last week you said he was an, he was an underperformer. Last week you said Alex Smith that. was the MVP. I, did so not. I still stand I by that. I love Crabtree. garbage take. Yeah. <laughs> All right, fellas. Moving on. Um, it's time to talk about it. Andrew Luck, high hopes, uh, coming in as a rookie. He p- performed well his first few seasons. Problem is, he keeps getting hurt. Is he a bust? Is this shoulder injury kind of the, the, the nail in the coffin to the elite Andrew Luck, meaning will he ever be the same when he comes back? Yeah, I mean, I don't like calling someone a bust uh, due to injury. Um, I think Andrew Luck, if he were to get healthy again, we'll see the same rookie Andrew Luck that we saw, but I look at some of his career numbers now, uh, straying away from the whole injury thing. He has a career 59% completion percentage, which is not great. Um, and he's only had one season with single-digit interceptions. So I think people need to relax a little. I mean, he came into Indianapolis with huge expectations, filling Peyton Manning's shoes. So, um, you know, I think to call him a bust now is a little too early. I think we need to see him on the field again before we start making those assumptions. Just a quick point, 59%. You said that's his complete. Marino had a 59% completion percentage. It's not, it's not that terrible. Marino also threw 48 touchdowns in one season. <laughs> Marino never won a Super Bowl. Luck threw 40 in his third year. All right, talking about Andrew Luck, this guy is a generational talent. It's hard to find a franchise quarterback, and Andrew Luck is that. The guy threw 40 touchdowns in 2014. In the games he played last year, his quarterback rating was 96.4. It's... It's ridiculous to call Andrew Luck a bust, a guy who's a three-time pro bowler. If you want to talk about a bust, you guys can talk about Ryan Leaf and Jamarcus Russell. Andrew Luck is anything but a bust. Let's not forget that he lost the Heisman to Robert Griffin III. Robert Griffin III (laughs) is unemployed or just deeply injured. He's balling at lifetime. (laughs) I, I, for one, I I love Andrew Luck. I mean, when he's on the field, he's one of my favorite players to watch just because he has the intangibles of a Ben Roethlisberger, but... He, he just has he, – he's just better. He's just better. He, he's just leagues better. But he has that size, that build, and I, I love him when, to watch him when he's on the field. You just got to wait. Just wait. If you're an indie fan, just time out. Wait. The guy's going to get healthy, and he's going to be good. You, you guys are going to be good again. You don't have to worry. The, the AFC 
South is probably one of the worst divisions I've ever seen in my life. So <laughs> what's for even, a while now. What's even more for impressive is the Colts have the worst offensive line of any team I've ever seen in my life. Their their offensive line is atrocious, and that's putting it lightly. T. Y. Hilton called them out. Yeah, I mean the the Colts are have never given Andrew Luck something to succeed with, and yet he brought a team to the AFC Championship game. He doesn't have a running back. Frank Gore is old. His <laughs> receivers are decent at best. T.Y. Hilton's a good receiver, but he's not a great receiver. His Man offensive crazy. line is awful, and yet he's been one of the best quarterbacks of, since 2010. Yeah, Sanchez went to two AFC championships. Don't forget about that. <laughs> I'm pretty sure Andrew Luck. I'm pretty sure Andrew Luck's numbers are much better than Mark right, Sanchez. But, but guys, if Andrew Luck can't stay healthy, how valuable like is he really? Because he keeps getting hurt, probably because he his keeps getting hit line is all trash. the time of his offensive <laughs> line. But if a guy gets enough injuries, I mean, he just eventually just becomes ineffective. So I think how much, long do you much hold like on Romo. to how how much longer do you hold on to Andrew? Luck? Well, I think a great fit for some, um, the Colts. They should definitely. <laughs> You should definitely put Eric Flowers on that line. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding, obviously. He, Great he's, joke, John. The guy, he's the, terrible. Andrew Luck's 28. He's got plenty of time to get healthy and still be a really good quarterback in this league. I mean, wh- what are their other options? You let go of Andrew Luck. You hang out with Scott Tolzien and Jacoby Brissett as your quarterback. I'd rather have Andrew Luck on one leg <laughs> than play a game with Jacoby Brissett. <laughs> I don't think it can be understated the – football IQ of Andrew Luck. The guy went to Stanford. He said that uh, one of his teammates in an interview said that on team flights, he read a book about cement. The guy is a genius. I mean, <laughs> Does that make you a genius now in 2017? I'm not sure how that makes you a genius. wrote a paper about weed. Is he <laughs> <genius? Yeah. laughs> I'm the real genius. Uh, just so we know, going back to Heilman's dumbass comment about <laughs> 59%. If he retired today, uh, he would be number 55 all-time in completion percentage. And also, number one is only seven percentage points higher. I feel like... Is that Chad Pennington? That's actually Drew Brees. Where's Chad Pennington on that? Uh, let me look it up. Nick, Sam Bradford Nick, last year had the best completion He's number percentage. three. He's 66. number three. Okay, Sam Bradford had the best completion percentage in NFL history last year. And what did he do? I think there are 15 to 20 teams that would take an, a healthy Andrew Luck over the quarterback they have now. Uh, to I, suggest Andrew a, Luck is a bust and to, succe- and to, su- and to suggest... English. Can't speak. And to suggest that Andrew Luck should be traded or the Colts should give up on him is stupid. He's a turnover-prone quarterback, too, so don't forget I would say there's there's 25 teams that would, would want him playing in a wheelchair. Mm-hmm. I mean, the guy is he, he's an animal when he's out on the field. Well, he's at the top of his game, and when we're not really sure if he's going to come back at the top of his game. Yeah. The Colts have insisted he's going to come back and play in 2017. I think that would be a, a huge mistake. They're not going to the playoffs <laughs> no. this year. And no. every time he tries to make a rehab this year, he just keeps getting more and more hurt. I think he's going to sit out this season and come back next year, and they can try and get a good draft pick this year. Yeah. All right, guys. Uh, moving on, we're going to skip ahead to the NBA. So, Johnny Manakia's favorite team, the Grizz. Yeah! Memphis Grizzlies. Who have we beaten? Who have we beaten? <laughs> They're off to a 3 0 start. They took down, who was it, Johnny? Oh, uh, I think it's that super team people call Golden State. Uh, we down them. Oh, yeah, yeah. And the Rockets. Oh, oh and yeah, we beat Houston the Rockets. And the Rockets? Oh, wow. I thought they were going to make it to the Western <laughs> Conference Finals and challenge Golden State. Whoa, whoa, whoa. So, so the Grizz, the Grizz took down arguably the top two teams in the West. Right. Are the Grizz legit? Ooh, that's music to my ear. Of course they're legit. Of course they are. I, I think Conley is the most underrated player in the league, no doubt about it. <laughs> the guy should be an all-star. I think he will be an all-star this year, and you guys can all laugh and 
You think he'll be an all-star? Yeah. When I spit Have you on seen the, floor, the point guards in the Western Conference? <laughs> well, they got a new format now. That's true, but it's still going to be the same amount of guards from yeah, this no. conference. Right, right, okay, right. let's let's take a look at these numbers. Marcus Saul, 24 points, 12 and a half rebounds, three assists. And let's Keep in mind these blocks. are numbers over three games. Let's, yeah. let's go to his blocks, two and a half blocks a game, shooting 45 from the field and 33% from three, 96% from the free throw line. Is that like fourth free Like <laughs> How many free throws has he shot? Uh, a good amount, please. <laughs> can, can, can you please let me finish? <laughs> They it's play good defense. Single, Less they, than hundred minutes. They play good defense. They've uh, the Rockets didn't drop hundred on them. They play they play really good defense. Yes, people are going to argue Steph and Kevin left that game because they got uh, booted. But that Steph was Curry an idiotic move, throwing his mouth guard at at the ref, and people people think that Nikola Jokic for bumping into Scott Brooks should get fifteen game suspension, and Steph Curry is going to get fined. That's bold. Tell me how that works out. All right, let's get back to the Grizzlies here. This they're they're, they're going to make the playoffs. I think they're going to probably end up being four or five seed. Yeah, I mean, the, the, <laughs> I mean, come games. on, give me. I mean, it's three games into the season, and you're going nuts about the Grizzlies. I would say the Grizzlies, five or six seed, maybe. They're maybe. Not, maybe. They're not as good as the Thunder, the Warriors, the Rockets, the Spurs. Probably okay, not. So as, that puts them at five. Probably. Probably and not I'm not a, good at math. Probably not as good as the Clippers or the Trailblazers either. They're this better is, than the Clippers. I think they're, they're not better. better than the Clippers. They're better than the Trailblazers. If Blake Irvin's healthy. They're not better than the Clippers. Yeah. Uh, well, he's healthy now, and we have a better record. After it's three, three games. This is you have 79. You have 79 more games. We've to play. beat two so-called super teams. Super what? It, it's three games into the season. <laughs> yeah, the Clippers are also three and zero. Oh. Okay. Give me, ten games. Give me ten games. We'll be we're about to get two. Eric Bledsoe. We'll be. We'll be. So is that a two. prediction, Johnny? Yeah, that's a prediction. Right. Someone take. quote me on that. All I right. mean, who on this Grizzlies team is going to outscore the Warriors, the Thunder, and the Rockets well, in a seven-game series? Well, let's the rookie. Let's just go through because that's weird. Didn't we already outscore them and and beat them in a playoff series? Okay. In well, seven-game format where the uh, best team usually wins. You are going to tell me the Grizzlies are going to beat the Warriors. Chandler or Parsons Rockets. versus Kevin Durant. Yeah. It should be noted. I'm, uh, I don't like Chandler Parsons, so don't don't give me that. <laughs> but I think we have a solid bench this year. We finally have Tyreek Evans. James Ennis III is looking like a freaking animal. That guy's I mean, these look flyer. like guys that Johnny, are definitely going to compare to yeah. Steph Curry and Kevin Durant. All right. Uh, All right. It, it should be noted uh, with 11 minutes left in the second quarter. The Grizzlies are getting pounded by the 0-4 Dallas Mavericks. <laughs> what do you mean? What do you mean pounded? It's 34 to 18. That, that's okay. that's a pounding. That's, that's, that's a pounding. That's, 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 we that's not we insurmountable. Big, we were down big to Golden State, and what happened? We beat them. You got lucky. We beat them. You know it's you know your team's not good when you're going crazy about three games. Yeah, this is true. Hey, you All give right. me 10 when we're eight and two, and. Like I said, I'll split on the floor. I'll, get, I'll have you guys look that up. It's good to <laughs> it's good to get excited though, Johnny. It's good to get excited. It is. It is. All right, boys. Moving on. Uh, Eric Bledsoe, not too happy uh, with the Phoenix Suns. Um, the Suns are gonna let him go. What is the best fit for a talented guard like Eric Bledsoe? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I, 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 I've been hearing a lot of Clippers and Bucks. I think the Clippers would be good because put him at the two guard. You've got either the kid from Europe, or you got Beverly there, and you have Gallinari, Blake Griffin, and DeAndre Jordan. That's a solid five lineup. And on the Bucks, I think you would do well with uh, Giannis and just yamming on everyone. Yeah. I don't know if Giannis... Actually, no. Bledsoe does not even match up to Giannis's spotlight, so I don't think that would become an issue. Um, I think Bledsoe, if he wants to 
make the playoffs. I think he goes to Milwaukee. Um, and I think, yeah, that would be a good fit, have him at the, at the two. It would be nice for him to go to the Eastern Conference and finally make an all-star game. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know why the hell he's upset. The guy has his own franchise to lead. I mean, would why you, are you upset? Nah, his own franchise to lead? This is Booker's lead? franchise you now. Want the, if this is Booker's he, team now. I'll, I'll give you that. This I'll give Booker's you that. Team, yeah. I'll give you that. But, I mean, the, the guy's going to put up the numbers. There's no doubting about that. Yeah. So. The, guy, the guy's quietly one of the most underrated players in the league. He dropped 21 points a game last year, the year before 20. The guy can score the basketball, and it's a shame that he has to do it in a dysfunctional franchise with the Suns. Who's the most underrated player in the league? Allegedly. Mike Conley is not getting paid. Mike Conley is not getting paid like the most underrated the player Memphis in the league. Grizzlies. Give yeah. me a break. Uh, I, I think, honestly, I think the Clippers would be a good fit. He was actually really, really good. That's kind of how he made his name. Coming off the bench, he's a high flyer. I would like to see him on Milwaukee. I think that would be cool. I wouldn't agree with Dylan thinking that I think, Dylan, you might – I don't know. I'm getting at the fact that you might think he should start over Brogdon. I, I don't know where you put that. But I think Bro- – I like how Brogdon plays defense. I like how the lineup's set right now. So I, I don't – maybe he could start over Snell. I mean, you have so many, like, long, big guys. You could put him at the two guard. But I think the Clippers is a better fit, honestly. I mean, Bledsoe versus Brogdon. Bledsoe was averaged over 20 points a game. He's made an all-star team. He is a good defender. Brogdon was the rookie of the year. But I, don't, I wouldn't say he's better than – Already an all-star caliber player. I just think it fits, but I just think their their roster right now and their lineup fits a little better in Milwaukee. That's just me, though. That's just me. That's fair. All right, guys. Um, one more thing in the NBA. Big ball of brand. We got to talk about him. <laughs> Lonzo Ball. B-b-b-b- what do you guys think of him so far through the NBA season? Rookie of the year, no doubt. <laughs> rookie of the year. That's a little too bold. No, nah, I'm just joking around. Ben yeah. Simmons, rookie Thank of the God. year, no doubt. I mean... I mean, Lon- Lonzo, he didn't look good in uh, how many games he played? Three. He didn't Three. look good in two of them. Well, uh, he's averaging eight eight assists a game. Um, eight I, rebounds, too. Yeah, he's getting a lot of more boards than I thought he was going to. Um, I think his dad I've, – I've been somewhat of a supporter of LeVar Ball, but I think at this point <laughs> – I think at this point he needs <laughs> to, to, just, to just shut up because he's really putting a huge target on his son's back. Yeah, you saw Beverly like run Beverly, into him. And Beverly, John Wall's coming for his head. John Wall's going <laughs> to John Wall's going to go Lonzo Ball's 19. He's our age. He's going against John Wall. He talks Not, he talks no smack. He's just all his dad. It's all his dad and it just I think at this point it's not about oh, he's supporting his son. No, he's putting a gigantic target on his back and every point guard in the league wants him. All right, but let's talk about Lonzo the player. What was the big hit on him coming in? It was the fact that he couldn't shoot. Against New Orleans, 0 for 5 from 3, 3 for 13 from the field. He was 1 for 6 in the game against the Clippers. He did go 12 for 27 against Phoenix. He <laughs> shot 27 shots. I mean, the, he's a rookie. Okay. You don't want him shooting that much, though. The, the, no, I don't want him shooting The guy much. is good as a ball handler. The guy is not going to lead a team in scoring. Although he did have 29 points, asking him to score a ton is just not going to work for the Lakers. And as Magic Johnson had pointed out, he wants that scoring burden to fall on Brandon Ingram. He's just a guy that can't seem to. We haven't seen much from Brandon yeah. Ingram. But I feel like Lonzo, he he's a good player. I feel like people should give him a little bit of a break. The guy's averaging eight rebounds, eight assists. He's running the team. They look better with him out there. Um, so I think so far, like he's he's looked solid for the Lakers. He's not that superstar that everyone was hoping to, but that's unrealistic to think that Lonzo's going to come in here and be good right out of the gate. Exactly. As a rookie, he's a f- he's a fine rookie and a good basketball player, but 
for, he was hyped up to be the next greatest Laker, and that's unrealistic, and he definitely hasn't performed to that level. Well, I mean, like again, he's a rookie. He's averaging 13-9-8, and eight, so that's close to a triple-double as a rookie. Um, three games. Yeah, three games. <laughs> what I say? Yeah, you guys keep giving giving me the three games thing about the Grizzlies. Three games. Lonzo yeah, no. has three games. Well, if we're ju- this is what we're going off of, and we're going off the summer league in which he was the MVP. Um, You're right. Yeah, I don't think uh, he's playing well right now. I think people need to relax. He's gonna, he'll be fine. Yeah, no, he's, yeah, he's, 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 he's he'll be fine. He's, he's a good player. He's he knows what he's doing. Just not. I'm not gonna say he's gonna ball up on John Wall anytime soon, though. He's but somewhere in between the guy who scored 29 points and the guy who scored three points. He's there's a happy medium in there somewhere. He's not gonna score a ton, but he's gonna score more than three points a game for you. He's right. a nine, eight, and thirteen guy waiting to happen every night. And I mean, discount Rondo. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah he's a fu- he's <laughs> yeah, a, he's definitely a, he's an above average NBA player, but he's not gonna be a superstar. But I, you can't. I don't think any of us can deny that you wouldn't want a nine, eight, and thirteen guy on your team. No, of course not. I wouldn't want him leading no. my team, but... Well, no, yeah, right, right. I mean, uh, the big the big three with Boston, you had Rondo, kind of same thing, 9-9-9 nine, nine, nine every night. The guy, he wasn't leading the team, but you want a kind of guy like that on your team. You yeah. really do. If you give Lonzo players, I think he'll... But he's not going to lead the Lakers back to the promised land. They need tons more pieces and a lot well, more scoring options to make that no, happen. No, well, it's going to be a long time. Well, the Lakers do have seven players averaging double digits in the point category, um, but I'm going to reiterate what I said post uh, preseason. The Lakers are not good, and they're not going to smell a playoff spot. Well, well, <laughs> they might take that Grizzly spot. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> that's that's false. <coughs> All right, <laughs> All right, fellas. Uh, moving on to our last, our little fun thing we like to do at the end of our shows: predictions for the NFL this weekend. The first game we got: Oakland Raiders versus the Buffalo Bills. Uh, Bills have looked solid this season, surprising many around the league. Raiders have looked a little sluggish, although they had that big win against the Chiefs. Who do you guys got this week? I got Raiders, and they back, and they back. Nah, nah, nah. <laughs> the Raiders. Okay, yeah, no, I'm gonna agree. Um, I'm gonna take Oakland. I think Derek Carr came back um, very strong last week in that game of the year against the Chiefs, winning 31-30. Uh, you know, scoring that last second touchdown, two point conversion, whatever it was. But um, yeah, I'm taking Oakland. I don't know. People have been sleeping on the Bulls or Bills, excuse me, all year. And, oh, uh, we we can sleep when a Bulls game on. <laughs> no, nobody wants to see them play. Uh, people have been sleeping on the Bills. They're four and two, and finally, Lashawn found the end zone last week. I think that uh, that final click is going to uh, lead them through the season. I think I take the Bills this week. I'm taking the Raiders this week. Derek Carr looked like he was an MVP last weekend. If the if the Raiders can continue to have Crabtree and. Uh, Amari Cooper play their best football. They have an unstoppable offense. I just want to real quick go back to Dylan. You want the Bills to win, but you're a Dolphins fan? I don't want the Bills to win. I predict the Bills to win. <laughs> I would predict the other way. I mean, look at Heilman. He predicts the Jets to win yeah. every game. So. We, got a, we got a room full of AFC East fans in here. You all picked against the Bills. That doesn't surprise me. I, I think the I think the Bills are going to be able to pull this one out, but I, I'm no means confident about it. Um, I thought the Chiefs would win last week. I put a, put a little money on it. Lost, <laughs> lost a little bit of money. You should have listened to me. Um, I said Raiders. I know. This this game I'm not confident about, but but I have a feeling the the Raiders will not be able to replicate that performance, and and the Bills are going to take advantage. I think there's a couple of wishful thinking Patriots fans in this room right now. Yeah, yeah. definitely, I, I would sure. agree with that, Dylan. <laughs> and I think there's a wishful thinking Grizzlies fan. <laughs> <laughs> All right, last game. All right, moving on to the last game, fellas. Big matchup um, for the between the Cowboys and the Redskins. Uh, division matchup. Cowboys, uh, they kind of lost their step a little bit. Finding it a little bit more, obviously, playing the 49ers helps you out a little bit. 
uh, Redskins. They're looking to also uh, challenge the Eagles for the top spot. Big game for both of these teams. Who do you guys got winning, Cowboys, Redskins? I got Dallas. Dallas is back on their game. I, I really I don't even know when Ezekiel, Ezekiel Elliott's going to get suspended. Could be next year. Could be two years from now. Could be a decade, for all we know, with, with Jerry Jones at the helm. He, he can find a way to get that out. But, yeah, no, they look good. Ezekiel, when Ezekiel Elliott can run over run all over teams, I mean, they, they're an unbeatable team. So And, and I saw that last week. I think Zeke's going to be hot. He's going to stay hot. They're going to get the win. Yeah, um, I'm actually going to go with Washington in this game. Uh, both teams are 3-3. Three and three. Um, This is a game that could determine a playoff outcome. You know, with the Eagles, 6-1, and one, look like they're going to win the NFC East, look like the best team in the NFC. Uh, I like Kirk Cousins' tenacity. I think he's a, a player that, that can perform well in these type of games. And <laughs> that, that just doesn't make sense. This is gonna going to be his game. This is going to be Kirk Cousins' game, uh, and I'm very excited to watch him. I feel like you said that about Josh McCown against the Patriots. <laughs> I didn't say that, no. No. I said that they would win. I wouldn't say we'd expect a big game out of Josh McCown because that's never been the case. <laughs> I love Kirk Cousins. I, lo- I love Chris Thompson. I'd love to root for the or pick the Redskins this week, but Ezekiel Elliott's hearing is on Monday, and I think that he's going to try and uh, give a send-off game here, and uh, I think the Cowboys are going to take this one. Yeah, Cowboys are going to beat the Reds- Redskins. Redskins have another divisional matchup on a short week. Cowboys take this one. You know, I'm, I'm very indecisive this week on my picks. Uh, Redskins looked terrible last week, but the Eagles have made everyone look terrible this year. Uh, Zeke played really well, but again, I don't know if he's going to be able to uh, replicate his last week's performance with another, what was it, like 40 fantasy points he earned. I find find that if the Redskins win, I won't be surprised in the slightest. And I just want to point out the Eagles' one loss is against the Kansas City Chiefs and Alex Smith. (laughs) Thanks for that. (laughs) Just had to point that out. All right. All right, boys. that that's good for us uh dorm sports talk uh episode two tune in next week to see if tim o'sullivan won or lost money uh we out peace go grizz go grizz